If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today on the Everything 80s podcast, Duck Hunt, the original first-person shooter. guys what's happening welcome back to the everything 80s podcast i'm jamie thanks for coming on out today and we're looking at one of the most popular video games of all time and a game that was actually considered to really help launch nintendo before the everything was super mario brothers exploded and that sort of became their flagship game but we'll look at everything to do with this game uh the development the history where it came from uh, some pretty interesting origins as well as far as the technology that was used in this and how advanced that was for the time. But before we start, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I should be there. Okay, let's get that out of the way and let's go. What we're looking at with Duck Hunt is the concept of what if you could play an arcade type game in your own house with an accessory that had never been seen in a video game console before. And if this is new to you for some reason, Duck Hunt was a video game released by Nintendo in 1985, which used the new light gun shooter called the NES Zapper. The game involves having three shots to hit ducks that appear one or two at a time and fly at various speeds. And like I mentioned, Duck Hunt would become one of the best selling video games of all time. And, you know, personally, I remember it like yesterday, getting the NES action set for Christmas that not only came with two controllers and Super Mario Brothers, but a pretty hype new game called Duck Hunt. This was, like I said, the first time we had a legit arcade-style game you could play at home, and it had this zapper gun, and it really worked. And the game did not suck, despite being an early form of this technology. There were other shooter games, but Duck Hunt was hands down the best. And it's hard to tell what made it so successful and playable, but it landed on that perfect formula of all those things, and it's synonymous with the early days of the NES. So looking at setting the stage for Duck Hunt. And it actually came out in 1969 by Sega. And, you know, you, what you thought I just said, it came out in 1985. Well, the NES version did, but an early iteration of Duck Hunt existed in 1969 in arcade form. It happened to also be called Duck Hunt, but didn't use a light and projection system the way Nintendo would, but it used more of a mechanical style. It also had a fixed rifle attached to the entire cabinet that you would shoot with. And Duck Hunt, as we know it, would have roots in a few other shooters, most notably the Back to the Future 2 staple, Wild Gunman. 
Nintendo actually had some novelty shooting games in the 70s that they had introduced after bowling alleys in Japan started emptying out. So bowling had been a popular but short-lived fad through the late 60s, and they needed some kind of novelty games to fill up all these empty spaces they now had through Japan. Nintendo had created a light-based shooting simulator that used animated clay targets as the object. It's the reason you see clay shooting as the third option on the original Duck Hunt game. The problem was that these simulators were huge. They basically took up most of the space in a bowling alley. Then the oil crisis of the 70s hit, and it led to increased costs and people less likely to purchase this electronic shooting gain system for use in their their businesses. Nintendo needed to repurpose this concept into a more compact and affordable version, and that's exactly what they did. They shrunk this technology and this shooting space down to around the size of a photo booth, And with that added a whole new dynamic and gameplay. And they called this Wild Gunman, just like from Back to the Future 2. Wild Gunman was a huge hit in Japan. And the ability was there to shrink this technology down even further to something you could use in your own home. The thing was that light-based shooting guns had already existed, but they worked with real-life toys that would collapse when hit with the ray. You can see some of these old toys. You can still buy them on eBay and everything like that. And it was just this sort of like stackable, foldable little character creation thing. And when the it was hit, it, yeah, it would fall down. So a company called Yosenju was part of Nintendo and they dealt with the toy light gun technology. They would put out Duck Hunt that was a box set to be used in the home. They had really advanced the light gun technology to this point as well. So the box set would come with a mini projector and this could shine images of ducks onto any flat and clear surface. You would fire the light gun and the beam from it would hit the duck. The projector is following the path of the duck and the light beam that hit off it would reflect back to the projector and recognize a hit. This would then cause the projector to change the direction of the animated birds by putting it on a different path, causing it to fall off the screen. Again, if you look up online or even if you can track them down on eBay, you can see these uh, box sets. And it it was a yellow box that said Duck Hunt and it had a picture of the rifle going across the front. And it came with this sort of makeshift little rifle, the projector and the little instruction book so sort of cool to see that all put together so duck hunt for nes would follow this same simple but very effective technology and this is getting into developing the nes zapper so since wild gunman was a huge hit in japan it only made sense to model the light guns off of an old six shooter smith and wesson style of gun when kosenju released the box duck hunt set the guns followed this similar model If you haven't brushed up on your NES history, it first existed in Japan as the Famicom. And this system had a different look and color scheme than what you're used to. But the light gun released with it over there took on this same sort of vintage gun look. Like they put out this same version of an action set. But the difference was their gun looked like an actual gun. And it also even came with a holster that you could wear with it. The NES Zapper would have a completely different appearance. And this was for a few reasons. It still kept a gun-like shape, but looked more like something that RoboCop would carry with them. 
it seemed odd because it had a futuristic look, but the first bunch of games released for the NES were traditional shooting or hunting type games. Gun safety is obviously a, a big concern and it always has been and it still was in the 1980s. And there are a few unfortunate cases of some young, young people being shot and killed by police for carrying realistic looking fake guns. So laws were put into place so that any toy gun would have to include bright safety colors so it could be identified as a toy. This is why in 1989 you see fluorescent orange on the NES Zapper and the same color or f- fluorescent green or whatever used on most other toy guns such as Nerf guns or Super Soakers. Look back at an original Generation 1 Transformers Megatron, and you can probably picture what I'm talking about or have a quick look online. It looked so close to a real gun that there had been incidents of people arrested at airports for having one of these in their luggage, even like little kids. So with the Megatron, this was before those laws were put into place, and it, it looks straight up like a gun. It's got a scope on it. It's that metal color, that gun gray type color. Like it looks like a legitimate, legitimate gun. So, you know, those laws were put in place, but Nintendo was smart for switching up from the original style guns with, um, you know, changing what the Famicom had to using something that looked more space-like and more futuristic looking, which would also reflect the advancements of technology that came with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So now releasing Duck Hunt. And like I said at the top of the show, when you think of Nintendo, you probably think of Mario as being the centerpiece of the whole company. Obviously, this is true now, but before the NES was launched in North America, Mario wasn't even considered a big factor. They did not understand you know, what an iconic character he would become, but the motivation for thinking the Famicom would succeed in America was because of Duck Hunt. Remember, this is all coming out of what's called the Great Video Game Crash of 1983, where if you're not familiar, the entire industry, specifically Atari, completely collapsed. Atari would go bankrupt within a few years, and it seems ridiculous, but no one wanted anything to do with video games at that time. And companies like Mattel and Hasbro had lost millions investing into different video games and technology, they were now trying to distance themselves as much as possible from video games. You need to check out, I did a a show all about the E.T. Atari video game and the collapse of the whole industry, and it really goes more into depth on that if you want to look back on the previous episodes. So for Nintendo, it would be hard to convince American retailers and buyers to buy another video game system, but this time they had something new. A shooting-based accessory had never existed in home video games before, and they had a ton of market research showing how successful it was. Again, it's so funny to think of a time when retailers thought kids wouldn't want to play video games anymore, but the the rousing success of Duck Hunt might be a way back in. And there's also the fact that, you know, as violent and whatever it is, kids really do like shooting-based games. And that brings us to... 
the very simplistic but great gameplay of Duck Hunt. And I don't have to describe too much about Duck Hunt to you because there's no way, if you're listening to this, there's no way you haven't played this game before, I'm assuming. But I want to point out a few things that made this such a great game. The first thing is it had a very cartoony effect to it and it felt like you were engaging with an actual cartoon show. It's primitive 8-bit technology looking back, but if you look at the advances in graphics that happened from, say, Atari to Nintendo, it was pretty mind-blowing. Duck Hunt was also more interactive, whereas games like Wild Gunman had fixed targets. Duck Hunt was all over the place, so you, you felt like you had to act like a real hunter by tracking and shooting them down. This game actually required some skill. The game would start off with Dog, and that's the only real name he was ever given. He jumps into the grass to scare up the ducks. You had three rounds to shoot a duck, and if you missed all three and it escaped, it would count as a miss. When 10 ducks had been shot or missed, the round would be over. Each successful shot would go on the board as a red kill shot, and you had to meet a requisite score to move on to the next round. The the requirements would go up each round, and the bird speed would as well, making the difficulty progressively harder as you played. If you missed the dog would come up, laugh, and mock at you. Yeah, and you would actually try to shoot him, but it wouldn't work. Here's a fun fact. In the arcade version, you could actually shoot him. He wouldn't get, (laughs) you wouldn't kill him, but he would limp off the screen with crutches and a cast on his leg. So Duck Hunt was great because there was no set patterns and the ducks would always fly in random patterns. So you never knew exactly what was going to happen. If you cheated like I did, you would get right up against the screen and shoot them just as they rose from the grass. But even then, you didn't know exactly where they were going to be coming from. The game also offered three variations of the ducks. The green-headed black duck. These were the slowest moving and were the easiest to take down. Brown ducks were considered the fast ducks, and the blue ducks were somewhere in the middle. And it's these variations that led to the challenging aspect of the game and so many variables to make it unpredictable. They could also fly singly or in pairs, and that would create further challenges within the game. So then that brings us to the release and success of Duck Hunt. When the NES was released in 1985, it came in various formats. There was the deluxe set, which only the rich kids seemed to get. That included two controllers, Rob, which I'll have a whole other show on, and the games Duck Hunt and Gyromite. There was the basic set that just had the console for $89.99, or for $99.99, you would get Mario with it. There was the power set that had the control deck, two controllers, the zapper gun, and the power pad, if you remember that. The power pad was that thing you would run on, And this came with Duck Hunt along with world-class track meet. I think, (laughs) I don't know if their intention was to try and get kids moving and more active going into the 80s, but it never fully caught on because I don't know if kids wanted to exactly be active while playing video games. And then there was the set that I and most kids would end up getting, and that was the action set. This came with the control deck, two controllers, the zapper along with Mario and Duck Hunt, And for most kids getting this, it was a pinnacle moment of their life and childhood. So you may have noticed talking about those other sets like the deluxe set um, and the, the power set. These ones did not come with Mario Brothers. Duck Hunt was responsible for a lot of the early success of the NES. But then when everyone realized how amazing Super Mario Brothers was, that took over and then they ran with it. So it's interesting to think how despite its success... Duck Hunt never got a sequel. 
it seems weird that they would never put out another version since there were already limited options for games you could use with the zapper. They put out a version uh, on Smash Brothers, but that was a long time in between, you know, releases. And I have to think if they put out another version within a year of the original Duck Hunt, every kid would have wanted one. There were three Mario Brothers games over the course of the NES, but this was now the cornerstone of the whole company. All in all, Duck Hunt remains one of the best-selling video games of all time, coming in at number three with 28.31 million units sold. And this was just one game that was released in 1984. This makes me even more shocked that a sequel wasn't released when there was obviously this interest. And even, you know, putting out a version and just changing the colors around and just calling it Duck Hunt 2, just something when this is obviously massive success is very surprising that they wouldn't have capitalized on it. So just fun fact, the other two highest selling games Tetris at number two, and then the original Mario Brothers at number one. So I'll start wrapping this up here. Duck Hunt is a monumental game that every kid in the 80s, if not owned, certainly played. It was a huge success for Nintendo and made best use of this new NES Zapper gun. The success of Duck Hunt had seemed to be the influence behind the development of things like the Wii. They would take Zapper-based games and integrate them with the new Wii controller for a more interactive gaming experience. Either way, Duck Hunt can be thanked for not only being a classic game, but for helping to relaunch the entire video game industry. And just to finish off, here's one more interesting top fact, and apologies if you already know this, but Duck Hunt is actually a two-player game. Not two guns, but if one player is using the gun, you can plug in one of the controllers and that person can actually control the ducks on the screen. So if you didn't know that, I'll let you put your brain back in your head after having it blown away. I grew up with this game and only now have just heard of this being a two-player game. So we'll finish up there. Thanks for checking this show out. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe wherever you find your podcast. I should be there. And honestly, just thanks for taking the time to listen. There's so many podcasts out there now. Uh, and the fact you just you know chose to check this one out means a lot. So that's it for me. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.